In 2008, after years of public course play, 61 golfers with a dream joined the brick companies to privatize the golf club at South River. Nearly 10 years and hundreds of members later, the golf club at South River is one of the most pristine golf clubs in the area. Join us as we talk to some of the members, the staff, and even one of the founding members as we discover what makes this club the choice for our Annapolis area neighbors. Hello and welcome again to another part of our short series about a local business that you might not know about. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be digging into the golf club at South River and bring a bit of the links to your ears. This is John Fernay with Ion Annapolis, and I am out here at the golf club with Lex Burney, who is the CEO and chairman of the Brick Companies, which we had heard about in episode one, as well as with John Barish, who is the general manager of the golf club at South River. How are you guys doing today? Terrific. Great to be with you. Thank you, John. Lex, we've heard about the brick companies, and John had mentioned in the episode last week that the brick companies own the golf course. It's all privately owned. What is the brick companies, and where did that come from? Well, that's a great question. Uh, we were lucky enough to celebrate our 125th anniversary last summer. You look great for 125. <laughs> My insides are like broken glass, though. So <laughs> the exterior is a little different. Uh, so the Bear Company was founded in 1892, and uh, it was founded by two men who bought a tugboat and brought clay material up the Potomac River to be fired into bricks. And uh, most of a large part of southeast Washington, D.C., a lot of the government buildings were constructed. Uh, in the early 1900s from Washington Brick and Terracotta Company Brick. As time moved along, it became evident to them that it would be better to uh, mine the clay locally instead of importing it. So they bought some land along the Potomac River where Crystal City is today, and uh, pretty much from Roslyn, Virginia, up to National Airport along the Potomac, and mined the clay there from uh, the early 1900s to 1939, when the brick company, most of the clay pits were exhausted and the brick company burned to the ground in the winter of 1939. Um, and the land sat there for uh, two or three decades until the Charles E. Smith companies, Bob Smith, came to my dad, who was a lawyer in Washington, and proposed that he build an apartment building. He wanted to call it Crystal House and hang a crystal chandelier in the lobby. And he said, I have uh, the idea. I have the financing. Um, I know how to build things. and I know how to run things, but I don't have the land. And he said to my dad, Art, he said, uh, you have the land. So what do you say? We clap hands on a bargain and go in together. So that was how the first apartment building in Crystal City, Virginia, was built. So much of that was built on Washington Brick and Terracotta Company land in partnerships that just continued to evolve over really three decades. You're headquartered here locally, right? Right. Right around the corner from us here. Yes. So long, long story short, uh, from, I guess, the early 80s, uh, was when I got involved with the company, having run a sailing school in Annapolis. I moved to Annapolis in 1978, an English major with absolutely no direction whatsoever, and, uh, but I loved to sail. So Annapolis seemed like a pretty good place to, to settle in, and I bought my first house for $32,000 in Edgewater, Maryland, right behind the elementary school, when there was still a swing bridge over the South River. Um, oh, wow. 
And uh, my cousin Duncan and I eventually started a sailing school, Chesapeake Sailing School, which had about a 30-year run. Um, about 10 years into that, uh, I went to my dad and said, I think I could, I could help on a project that he was working on, which turned out to be a golf course on the Eastern Shore, which is now known as Queenstown Harbor Golf Links. Um, and that was the first foray into real estate that I had. So being local, uh, years after that, when most of what we were, the company was beginning to do as it transitioned from Crystal City Partnerships to real estate that we own and operate ourselves, much of that was this side of Washington, D.C. And I had been commuting to Washington for 12 years and got really tired of it. So when I had the opportunity to take the reins of the company, I thought, hmm, a 10-minute commute would be a lot nicer than an hour and 45-minute <laughs> commute. So we decided to build our galactic headquarters. Um, along the way, we had built the golf club at South River, which at that time was a public golf course. And we had the opportunity to buy some, some land in the South River Colony, uh, office part of the South River Colony development. And we built our headquarters building there where we... Uh, 15, 16 years ago. Um, and that's a that's like a four or five story brick building right on Route 2, right there at the entrance to the shopping center. That's right, right behind the Sandy Spring Bank and the Rite Aid, which is now used to be a Walgreens. Used to be a Friendly's. And the first, the first uh, real estate deal we did, the first tenant we got was over a cheeseburger at Friendly's uh, between a guy named Brian and me as we negotiated the terms of our first tenant in our building. Uh, uh, and one thing I do remember, and I, I may be speaking incorrectly, but that building was one of the, if not the first, LEED-certified buildings in the county. Well, it's actually not a LEED-certified building. We built the building really before LEED was, uh, became a, a real standard. But what we did do along the way, having developed some golf courses and been involved in the marina business, uh, gained a real... Uh, commitment to environmental standards. And so we incorporated some of those concepts into the building. And it is was the first commercial building in Anne Arundel County to have a living roof. So we have about a 10,000 square foot roof on the building, which is comprised of sedum plants. Um, and a funny story about that one, nobody had thought about living roofs and that sort of thing. So there was no provision for it in the zoning in Anne Arundel County. So when we were talking to the county inspectors about the roof, they said, well, how are you going to maintain the roof? And I said, well, we thought we would put a couple of goats up on the roof so they could <laughs> graze on the roof and, and keep the vegetation from overrunning. And they said, well, when you put the goats up on the roof, we're going to require you to put a fence around it so the goats won't fall four stories into the parking lot. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm just, I'm just that's, kidding, that's, guys. The plants don't grow any, any higher than six to eight inches, so it won't be necessary to have the goats up there. So how did... The golf club at South River come to be. I mean, you you built golf courses. Queenstown is a public course. Right. What was the impetus to bring this into a private course? Uh, well, we, we built Queenstown and opened in 1989 or 90. Um, and living in uh, Indianapolis, I had noticed that there's a lot of activity down here as uh, Exxon land began to develop the South River Colony project. The SNL crisis came along in the in the late mid to late '80s, and when uh, when that happened, I think Exxon decided they'd go back to making gasoline. So they were gonna they decided to divest of all their real estate development holdings worldwide, 
And this was a substantial project. So the golf course, they had begun to grade the golf course to provide the fill dirt for the shopping center here. And um, they just stopped. And so they, they put a request for proposal out for the golf course, just partially begun, really. And we were one of 14 uh, firms that bid on the, the land, essentially. Low bidder? Pretty much low bidder, yeah. Um, they, they felt uh, that it was very important to have a local company. Uh, we had a proven track record with Queenstown. And in spite of the fact that we were nowhere near the highest bidder, they decided to, to give it to us. And so, so you for were, were better you, for worse, we were on to, to our second golf course. So you weren't the low bidder? But we were, we were not the high bidder. Okay. We were amongst the lowest of the bidders. So really? they felt it was more important to have uh, a local person that, that knew their way around and, and had a, a, a good following here already. Uh, because once the golf course was constructed and in, in, in operation, it would bring value to the residential pieces that would come on thereafter. So that's how we, we became uh, to be the, uh, the owners of the, the project. Um, ironically, Exxon had always envisioned uh, a private golf club here that would be part of the community that was to be developed. Right. And of course, when we got involved, there was no community. Um, there were just 14 out of the 18 holes that were cleared. So the business that we knew was the public golf business, which we were running and had developed and were running at Queenstown. So we we decided that it would be best to develop it and operate it as a public golf course. Um, and then once over the years, when the community was built around it, it became evident that the original idea to have a private golf club with a, with the community uh, was probably the direction that ultimately uh, would make sense. So we decided uh, 12 or 13 years ago, I guess, to begin to explore the possibility of converting it from a public course to a private course. And so as it, as it's, as it is today, as a private golf club, it really is where Exxon's original idea, uh, what Exxon's original idea had been for the project. Just took a little bit of a circuit, a little, bit, a little bit of a 10, different route. 10 or 12 year detour uh, in the beginning. Obviously, it's been a success. I mean, you've got, you're about to celebrate your decade anniversary as a private club in the, uh, from the vision that you had way back when. And it's very refreshing to see the Golf Club of South River is a local business, but it's a lot of times when you even have local businesses that are employing local people, you don't have this local ownership or the local connection. And I think it's pretty amazing that your headquarters is if you're a really good spitter, it would be in a spitting <laughs> distance. But you, you know, your first house that you had built here is probably about four miles from here. Right. Uh, no, it's not even that. It's probably a mile and a half. Right. And you still have such a connection with the local community. Um, environmentally sensitive, environmentally friendly. We like to think of our business, while it's grown quite a bit over the years, still as fundamentally a family business that's part of its community. Uh, and, and all the businesses that we operate, uh, we, we, we've established a foundation along the way. And it, it's, its mission is to support the communities in which we do business. Now, there are more than one community that we're engaged in now, but this is one that's near and dear to my heart, where we do have our corporate headquarters. We do have uh, the golf club. We have a number of other 
interest as well. So uh, we have been, I hope, good stewards, uh, part of the, the Anne Arundel uh, Hospital, um, the library, uh, numerous environmental causes uh, in the Chesapeake watershed. Uh, so we think it's important to invest back in our communities and, and having a golf club uh, is an opportunity to invest in the community and its residents and to provide a, an opportunity and a service as well. And we hope that uh, we're very blessed in, in all of our employees that, that I think share the same commitment to our values and, uh, and the importance of those. How many rounds of golf do you get in a year? John, how many rounds of golf do we get in a year? Uh, I think I've seen him play one round of golf here oh, last me year. Me personally? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a terrible golfer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understood the question. I've seen him play once. <laughs> you know, you what kind of golfer is he? Uh, I will say Lex enjoys the game of golf tremendously. Yeah, well, as Mark Twain said, golf is a long walk spoiled. Uh, so uh, it is a, a wonderful way to spend an afternoon. You can only have so many sins. And my greatest sin is sailing. That's my first love, my first passion. Uh, and as I said at the beginning, when we started, I started a sailing school, which had a great 30-year run and a yacht charter company. And my heart has always been out on the water, which has led to interest in all these environmental things and so forth. Uh, and, and golf and golf courses are certainly uh, a close second, sorry, John, to the, to the beauty of the water and the ocean. But they're all part of the same feeling that you get when you, when you go outside and you interact with, with uh, nature and those sorts of things. Absolutely. Well, there we go. Well, thank you for taking a few minutes to learn a little bit about the golf club at South River. If you missed the other episodes, please do go back and have a listen. And the next time, as we continue exploring the golf club here at South River, we're going to be talking with Michael Thomas, who is the golf pro, as well as some of the members about their experiences here. If you're four or 94, and whether you've been playing for four days four or 40 years, we can help you get a little bit better and help you enjoy the game more. Our mantra here really is to help more people have more fun playing more golf more often. To John Barish over here, to my left, and to Lex Bernie to my right, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you, John. The Golf Club at South River welcomes you to be a member for a day. Enjoy a round of casual golf. Meet our members and staff and enjoy the private club lifestyle as our guest. Call for your visit today. Beth is ready to show you around. 410-798-6004. 410-798-6004.